This is CouncilCast, part of the Legal Talk Network, and I'm your host, Karen Conroy. When you face a complex case outside your expertise, you bring in a co-counsel for next-level results. When you want to engage, expand, and elevate your firm, you bring in a marketing co-counsel. In this podcast, I bring in marketing experts who each answer one big question to help your firm achieve more. Here's today's guest. Well, howdy guys, I'm Clay Vaughn, and 15 years ago, I founded Good Agency to reshape marketing with honesty. My faith inspired me to empower youth in Haiti and Kingston, and now that same goal and purpose it fuels my mission-driven businesses. After exiting two companies last year, I started hosting the Good Business Podcast and am expanding Good Studios, where we focus on films that make an impact on the world for good. So pretty much anything that I do and put my attention into, it's all about making an impact on the world for good. Hence the naming. That's awesome. Well, yeah. it makes sense. <laughs> you picked the right name. <laughs> yeah. I'm guessing there was maybe like, you know, committee meetings on the name and then it just kept coming back to that one word. <laughs> That's about right. That's yeah. about right. Yeah. It, it's one it of those things where it's like, you know, like it's the simplest answer is sometimes the most difficult. <laughs> <laughs> we circled that for nine months. I Literally bet. That's what I was guessing. Yep. It sounds like such an easy, like this idea of calling a company Apple. That's kind of weird. Weird. But, yeah. you know, it makes so much sense to everybody now. Like, that doesn't yeah. seem so weird, but that's awesome. So, Clay, thank you for being here. This is going to be a great conversation because yeah. I love, there's a lot of different layers of everything we're going to talk about today. And so I love leading with this idea of making an impact. And we're going to obviously bring it back to lawyers and law firms and, big, sure. and business and all that good stuff. So the title and the big kind of title of the show today is ROI on video. So this sounds kind of weird, like it doesn't relate to what your intro was, but we're going to get there. Yes, <laughs> so just hold on, absolutely. we'll get there. <laughs> absolutely. Um, and so how to, cre- I can't read my own handwriting, how to create <laughs> video video that converts. Yes, yeah. <laughs> That's what the show is all about. But it has to do so much more with just talking about the ROI. Like that mm-hmm. is sort of that bottom line that everybody comes back to and the money and the cost and all of this stuff. But to get to those really high quality videos that convert and resonate and people connect with, it's that's a complicated process. And so yeah. that's what we're going to talk about. So let's let's dig in. Let's first start with kind of ideas and thoughts around how you begin with a video that you really want to work. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll just kind of give an even broader overview first. So when it comes yeah. to any 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 content you produce, there's got to be some sort of purpose behind it and there's got to be a good product. So yes. most people think that they can just slap a marketing campaign onto a terrible product and yeah, you might you might get some some sales, but ultimately yeah. it's not going to win. So when, when we think about creating content, it's so important for us to really take the approach from understanding the product or the service first. And the yeah. way you understand yeah. that product and service is by clarifying your message. If you don't have a clear message, then no matter how beautiful the video is, no matter how like engaging or, or how much it hooks the audience in that first two and a half seconds, it doesn't matter. If yeah. you have a unclear message, a confusing message, then you will lose that audience's attention and you'll lose their business. Okay, so, so let's yeah. let's break that up because unclear message 
yeah, I hear you, but what does that mean and how do you do it well? Okay, so I am a StoryBrand certified guide, and so I'm a huge proponent of StoryBrand. I think you've had a couple other StoryBrand guides on the show <laughs> from what I was seeing. Yeah, but it's yeah. also like it's the reason that you and these other people talk about it is because it is like this really great recipe for Absolutely. messaging. Yeah, yeah. It, it It is not only a great recipe for messaging, but it actually kind of the fruit of your labor of going through the process produces your first film script. Yeah. So it's, it's... Oh, that's so cool. I yeah. love how you like tied that all together. So yeah. like you are starting with that strategy and the message and the story and all of that, but then it does lead to the script of your video, but also like bigger picture, when we start with that strategy, it informs all the marketing choices we make, even if it's mm -hmm. social media, or your website, you know, all, all the pieces, all those tactics you're going to use later, then get funneled from that initial Absolutely. strategy messaging. Yeah. 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 And, and here's the deal. Like when you're investing five, 10, 15, $20,000 into a video package, like you can't screw that up. Yeah. Like that, that's, that's not something you want to take lightly. Yeah. And so most people, especially filmmakers, and this just drives me nuts internally, just because over the years, one of the reasons I even started the company was because I wanted to truly do a good product. And I can have all of the aspirations of changing the world for good, but I can't do that if I have a terrible product. And yes. so, so when you're thinking about just the approach behind scripting out a video, you've got to place the majority of your emphasis on pre-production. If you don't think about the process of what's going to be produced and how it's going to be delivered, from the very beginning before you even press record on the camera, then it's gonna be a failure. And I know that yeah. from personal experience. I've been in this for 15 years, but I haven't been good for 15 yeah. years. Well, and I will say, just to jump in really quick, but I will say most attorneys do have that, that same sort of approach and philosophy at the heart of why they became an attorney yeah. too. So they really are out there trying to do good for a specific practice area, a, a specific kind of person who needs their help. And, and that's such a great story. I mean, if you are selling potato chips, you don't have as much of a great story. Like I'm sure there's yeah. something cool that you can find, but you have to dig a little deeper to find sure. a great story behind potato chips. But as an attorney, you have a great story and you mm -hmm. have these great purposes and meanings and everything. You just have to dig a little bit. And yes, this is the part that is going to take some work, but that's what pays off. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So when you're thinking about just the process of pre-producing, you're going to want to make sure you're identifying who your customer is and what they want. No yeah. one cares about your story. No one cares yep. about your success. When you have a potential client reach out to you, they're not thinking, oh, how do I make sure they hit their billables this month? <laughs> right. It's crazy that, yeah. that, that I even have to say that, but I think that's but just kind true. of subconsciously what we think is like, all I think about is how do I hit profitability? How do I hit my goals this month? Yes. But the thing is your customer, your, your client is not thinking about that. No, and they so don't what, care. what they care about is how do I overcome this massive problem that I'm facing right now? Yeah. And yeah. I, I mean, in the line of work on the legal side, oh my gosh, yeah. that problem is huge. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, I mean, if you, if you can just continuously talk about their problems and say, hey, look, I've guided so many people before you through yeah. that same problem and they've achieved successful outcomes. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's a it's a no-brainer for them to engage. It doesn't matter what your retainer is. What matters is you have said I can get you what you want. 
Yeah. And they'll pay for it. So what's the difference between telling your story as an attorney and telling the story about how you've guided other clients through that kind of a problem? Because I I've kind of almost hear in the brains of people who are listening, well, should I be explaining? You know, how, how do I do that without talking about, you know, how, how does that all work? Yeah, great question. So first off, you have to think about context. Where is your audience engaging? Are they engaging you on social media? Are they on yeah. your website? Yeah. Did they see an ad on TikTok of you dancing? I, I don't know. The key here is you need to f- make sure that whatever you, content you're putting out there, it's relevant to the platform that they're engaging on. Yeah. So with that in mind, how do you make sure that you're telling the right story? So people do care about your background, they care about how long you've been in business, how long you've been practicing. They care about how many successful outcomes you've had only after you have clearly identified that you understand what they want and that you understand the problem they face. If If you don't talk about their desires and their problem first, then you're un unintentionally putting yourself in the hero seat and the hero is the weakest character in every story. It's the character that that literally cannot do anything on their own. And so if you put yourself in that seat, no one's going to trust you. Oh, that's a good way of... I mean, I've heard that described in other ways, but not in terms of putting yourself in that hero seat. That's really important. And the way I've always described it is like when you're kind of starting a relationship and you are jumping way ahead, like asking the person to get married on the first date, as opposed (laughs) to kind of going through the natural sequence of kind of a human interaction. And that is what happens. I can't even tell you how often on a website I land on it. And you, I'm sure I've seen this a million times over. Yep. And they're starting with that step seven or whatever it is. Hmm. And so describe, describe a little more in detail how that's done wrong. Like, what does that look like? Because it, this, is, this can be subtle on a website. This can look sort of right because you've seen it on other websites, yeah. but it's so wrong. Yeah. So I'm based in Texas. And specifically when it comes to attorneys, I see more ads. And honestly, I mean, as you probably know, the, the the greatest number, let me rephrase that, the, the biggest spender on advertising in the country is on legal. Number two is pharmaceutical. Yeah. So yeah. We, we know that people spend a lot of money in the attorney law space on advertising. Yes. And the way not to do it is in Texas, we have this guy called The Hammer. And he has <laughs> billboards everywhere. And it's him just like standing on top of semi trucks and like all this crazy stuff. There's a time and a place for everything. There is a time and a place for everything. And if you're selling to the masses, so you're just like this, there's a law firm that you're never going to actually talk to one of your clients. You've got so many other minions that are doing that for you. Well then sure. Take that approach because you're just going to become a mill. But if you operate a boutique practice and you have a desire to grow, you cannot be the hammer sitting on top of a semi-truck. Because what you're doing is you're saying, I am the best there possibly is. There is no one greater than me. Oh, and, and so that's putting yourself in the hero seat. And it makes you look weak, which is why that attracts the cheaper customers. And so oh, that's, that's, yeah. what, that's what you want to avoid when you're, when you're I mean, just t- talking about it like an example. So Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and then that, you know, kind of brings it all full circle when we're talking about like 
putting out your video, I mean, any kind of messaging, but specifically today, we're going to talk more about video and and how you get that to pay off mm-hmm. and the money side of it and all of that good stuff that everybody cares about when they first start thinking about it. If you are doing it wrong, the answer is what you just said a minute ago. All of a sudden, you're going to be getting traffic, but it's the wrong traffic. Yeah. It's these cheap clients. And all of a sudden, you're thinking, that was a waste. And and on top of it, what I hear a lot is, it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Right? So how do we make it how do we adjust that message? Because what I see a lot of times, especially with personal injury attorneys, mm-hmm. is they're leading with all their cases and it's like dollar sign, dollar sign, dollar sign, $50 million, you know, a hundred and, you know, and, and it's case, case, case. And it's all about the firm and yep. their success. And on some level, people do want to see that, but they not do. first. Yes. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Okay. So how do we adjust that menu? And, you know, from... From the visitor side, we're talking about somewhat of a subtle change because we're not saying take that away. We're saying put it in the right sequence. And so how do we make that profitable or at least kind of making some money? Yeah, great question. And I mean, here's the deal. Like you can do video really, really well, but if no one sees it, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So so you've got to make sure you have a visibility approach to your video, not just, hey, I hired this amazing video production company. We put it on our website. Yeehaw. No, you <laughs> you have to you have to make sure that you have a plan for for increasing visibility to the right people. And so when you're thinking about how to structure a video to drive conversion, I mean, honestly, it's all about trust. When you're dealing with a high ticket item, when you're when you're dealing with a potential client who's going to spend, I mean, a, 10, 15, $20,000 on a retainer or less. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it's just kind of a, a mom and pop or something like that. And it's, it's less than that, but, but they're still looking for this, this answer to a burning question, which is how do I know I can trust you? How do I know yeah. you're not going to rip me off? And I really care about this thing. Like this is something yeah. that I care about, yeah. whatever this may be, even if it's like a DUI or, yeah. you know, something that people might consider not necessarily a life changing thing, but still they care. They want to get yeah. that off their record or they want to kind of be done with it or whatever the thing is that they care about up to much more, you know, life impacting questions and concerns. It's they they real. It's something that is just weighing on them. Yeah, yeah. Well, and we work with a estate planning attorney just around the corner from us. And the reason I point them out is they they are all about just local business. They're all about putting themselves out in the local community. They're not trying to be this national brand. They're just trying to say to their local friends, neighbors, "Hey, look, we're here to help. Yeah, we're here." to guide you through whatever this problem is. And, and they're focusing on estate planning. But the reality is it doesn't matter what you emphasize in your practice. Yeah. You're there as a guide. I mean, you are the epitome of a guide if you're an attorney. And if you're positioning yourself exclusively as the hero, you're going to come across as unhelpful. You're going to come across yeah. as, hey, I don't really care about your problems. I'm trying to make myself bigger, better. Yeah. And yeah. That's, that's not what you want to communicate. Yeah. What you want Super to communicate is, yeah. 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 If, you, if you want a highly converting video, then you have to make sure you're connecting with your audience and building trust. If yeah. you don't do that, it does not matter. So the common question is, well, Clay, how do I build trust? Yeah, how do exactly. I make sure that my audience pays attention to me and finds me trustworthy? Yeah. The simple fact is you're honest with them. 
people care about that, but they also want to know that they are seen and that they're not just another number. And so the way you do that is you just demonstrate through in video, the best way to demonstrate that is to pull in testimonials from your past clients. Yeah. yeah so we want to make sure that your audience sees that you care about them and are yeah. and feel seen. And the way to yeah. do that is by demonstrating your past successes, not by you talking about them, but by allowing your past clients to talk about them. Yes. And then what you do, once those clients have said that um, those amazing things about their experience working with you, you come in as the guide and say, hey, look, we'd like to do that for you too. And yeah. here's some additional facts and authority that we have. And oh, by the way, here's what success looks like. Yeah. So that's, I mean, obviously we're not writing a script here, but I mean, that's, right. that's the general overview. But I mean, the, the simple fact is if you don't get them past the first two and a half seconds, then it doesn't even matter right. what everyone else is saying. So the way to get someone's attention in the first two and a half seconds is talk about their problem. Yeah. You just, you emphasize their problem and yeah. that's when they're like, oh, okay, that's relevant to me. Yeah. And then they'll watch the rest of it. So, yeah, you know, I was just reading something in the last month or so about, you know, what, what we as humans care most about and how to kind of have the most, the kind of greatest human experience. And there's this amazing book that called awe, and it's kind of seeking these moments of awe. And when he, the author was talking about, there's different kinds of awe. You can find it in all these different ways. And the number one way is not what people expected. It wasn't in spiritual moments. It wasn't in whatever. It was in human connection moments. Mm. And so he talks about, and of course, there's all these other me methods getting, you know, in, in music and whatever else. But we have a human need to connect with other people. We are social people. Mm. And when you think about these moments when you're watching a movie or a show or a documentary and it, you know, brings tears to your eyes, that is the feeling when all of a sudden you're connected. And if you can on any level get to your potential client in that way, it has to be so authentic. Like if there's any moment where they think, is that some stock video? <laughs> is that a stock guy? All of a sudden, not yeah. only is it not going to work, but now you're you're going negative. Like mm -hmm. now they think you're fake and it's like, forget it. Yeah. So it has to be those real authentic. Once again, I'm kind of going to the personal injury example in my mind. But when you've got those testimonials where they talk through those moments in their life, when they reached out for an attorney and they tell that story that was, you know, in those cases, they are usually life changing. That is when you've got someone when they will sit and watch the whole thing mm -hmm. and they just feel something. So my next question is, what do you do if you either don't, your client won't give you a testimonial or you don't have a client to give you a testimonial? Let's say you're kind of, you know, starting out your own firm or whatever. What can you do instead of that? Well, this is when I simply just ask the question, what gives you the right to say that you can help these potential clients? Whatever the answer yes. is to that question, that's what you want to put on display. And obviously okay. you're in this position to, to help these people and you just simply have to talk about your authority and authority for, for you could simply be empathy. Empathy is a huge way to connect on those human, have those human moments. Yeah. And if you can empathize with their pain, there's a, there's gotta be a reason you decided to become an attorney. Yeah. And so 
talk about that. Talk about that reason. Even if it doesn't tie in specifically to your customer's problems, that's okay because people want to know that you're authentic, that you're real. And to your point, you, they don't want to see that stock video. I mean, stock video companies, they've done well over the years, yes, but I swear have. I see the same actor, the same model, yes. like on 50,000 different websites. It's that guy with yeah. the gray hair and then like the slight, like five day. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. And he then the guy with the everywhere. blue hard hat. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we don't want that. And no. it's tempting. I got to say, it's tempting, even just as a business owner myself, it's tempting to use stock video because it's cheaper. I mean, you can yeah. get it for like 99 bucks a month or free yeah. in many cases. Yeah. But, but don't fall victim to that trap because it's not going to do anything for you. It's, yeah. it's snake oil. It's, it, it, there's a time and a place for it, but yeah, that's, that's that was my next yeah. question. Where, where is that time and a place? Cause we do use it on occasion. And yeah. I will say, for example, in social media where we're just kind of supporting a blog post or something like that. Sure. What, yeah, yeah. What do you think is the time and the place for stock video? Well, stock video and photo. Gosh. All right. This is an entirely different podcast here, but <laughs> all over the place. We're going to cover everything. <laughs> no, that, that's great. So stock video, th there are a couple like, oh gosh, film. Mm, film pack. The, yeah, film pack. It's a little bit more authentic, but the, yeah. the reality is like if you just like put in nothing but stock video and then you have maybe a talking head yeah. of you talking, like it's not going to feel authentic because yeah. they know that you're not on some beach somewhere filming your clients running along happy into the sunset. That, that, that just, it feels fake. Yeah. And so the, the things that would make sense, and even the, the ways that we will occasionally use stock video, is if we're simply trying to demonstrate the, the kind of clients that we work with, just yeah. in, a, in a quick montage, but it can't just be the entire video. Otherwise, yeah. it, I mean, in this day and age, another podcast, but AI is creating this kind of video content. And, and so more and more that authentic connection is going to be really important to lean into on your yeah. video front. That's awesome. Okay. So we start by telling the story, how we solve their problems. What other things are really critical in order to make, you know, we, we talk about their problems and whatever, and they think, okay, I've got this connection. I feel like I'm starting to trust this firm or this guy or this attorney or whoever it might be. How do you actually then take that feeling and make it convert? Yeah. Yeah. Get so the action. Great question. So there's so much psychology that comes into storytelling. It's, it's beautiful, to be honest. Yeah. When you can make someone who you just met virtually yeah. cry a minute <laughs> and a half into your video, I think you're doing something right. Exactly. But to your point, you've got to take them somewhere after yeah. that. You've got to give them a channel, an outlet to, to place all of that emotion. Most people that are going to be good clients are going to be relational buyers not transactional buyers. Okay, what so, does that mean? So a relational buyer is someone who's going to be making a decision based off of how they feel yep. about that specific business that they're about to do business with. A transactional buyer is purely looking at the price and at the black and white. What do you do for me? How much does it cost? 
So those people, the transactional buyers, typically are not going to be the higher paying customers. And they're they're typically going to be the harder customers to serve and to please. Not to to just alienate them, but just it's a reality. Some some businesses, some practices are going to want to focus on those transactionals. But if you're talking about a boutique practice who's wanting to, to... maintain a higher uh, retainer or a higher billable rate, then you're going to need to lean into that emotional connection, that relational buyer. And so when that's the case, emotion actually moves into action so easily. For example, when we're we're talking about stories, um, if there is this thriller or a horror movie, which by the way, I don't even watch horror movies. I'm such a pansy. Yeah, I can't do it either. (laughs) but, But horror fear is actually the cheapest emotion to buy. Yeah. It's the easiest thing to get out of someone. And it's honestly the best way to take advantage of someone is yeah. fear. Now, I'm not saying we're advocating for that, but I'm using it as an example to demonstrate that what happens when someone has fear in a movie? Well, they cover their eyes or they cringe. There is a, a physical reaction to the emotion. Yeah. And so you want to give an outlet to the to the physical reaction that is happening when someone has an emotion. Yes. And so that outlet in the case of engaging on of engaging with a video, let's just say it's a, a video that they saw on your social media channels, whether it's Instagram or Facebook. Okay. So you've got to lead them on the journey that they're supposed to take to, 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 to essentially take all of that pent up energy from that emotion and put it into action. Yeah. And so it would be, Hey, call now or drive them to your website to fill out some sort of discovery call calendar form or something along those lines. But the, the thing is, if you don't give them a plan of action, they're not going to take action. They're just going to feel right. terrible. Right. They're going to, I mean, it is, in my opinion, it is morally wrong to have bad messaging in business because what you're doing is you're, you're, you're saying, Hey, look, here's all your problems. Here's all your problems. But, Oh, Sorry. I mean, you're not even giving them <laughs> an outlet for, for that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you need to make sure that you give them a clear call to action and yes. a path that they can visualize themselves on. That so, makes so much sense yeah. because you are, you're kind of bringing that story to the surface. You're yeah. bringing all those feelings to the surface and you're kind of making them feel this thing. And then if you don't follow through on, even though you're kind of alluding to this idea that I can solve that problem. But if you don't follow through and give them that that way to solve the problem, that next step, then you are just kind of leaving them simmering. And like, that's that's a really bad place to be. Yeah, yeah I've never really heard it described that way where you're really, you're really just kind of leaving them high and dry by not doing your calls to action in the right way. And this is a place where a lot of people a lot of attorneys feel a little uncomfortable mm-hmm. with they, it starts to cross into that world of sales. Yeah. But I think that's the perfect way of thinking about it. Like you are giving them, you're completing their thought process in a way that's going to clean it up and kind of yeah. clarify and get them to their answer. Yeah, absolutely. Last year, we spent the better part of the year working with a fintech company, I mean, billion dollar brand. And it was all about how to clarify their message. I mean, we spent, gosh, I spent literally days in the CEO's house in Dallas, just going through their message one bit at a time, trying to clarify it. And they ran into the same issues 
that most financial advisors, wealth managers, attorneys fall into, compliance. You've got to make sure that the guys who are evaluating and assessing your marketing and messaging, you wanna make sure that they like it. And so the best way to approach that is when you're coming across as helpful instead of as salesy, then, then, I mean, you're going to pass through compliance. Obviously, don't make outlandish statements that don't, that are not true. Yeah. Pretty straightforward. So what's but. an example of a call to action that sounds more helpful and I'm, I'm offering you this helpful answer as opposed to salesy? Great question. So I think the natural inclination for most business owners is to put this button, contact us. And that button tends to be a little overwhelming because what you're doing for your customer when you say contact us or your prospect is you're saying, hey, we really don't want to think too much about this. I want you to do all of the heavy lifting. Yeah. Here's this massive paragraph I need you to fill out. Tell me about all your problems. (laughs) That's overwhelming to your customer. And they're already overwhelmed by the problem that they're facing. So you're kind of giving this conflicting message because it's like, I'm telling you, I understand your problem. But now here over here on the contact page, I'm telling you to explain it to me because maybe I don't understand it. And so now it's sort of conflicting. Yeah. Yeah. So the way you approach that is you put in a simple button like book a consultation or schedule a free call or something along those lines, because what you're saying is, Hey, I want to help you. I'm not, I'm not going to charge you for this call. I just want to help you. And then if it looks like after that initial discovery call or consultation or whatever you want to call it, if it looks like y'all are a good fit, then you can, you can give them the pitch on what it is that, that you can do for them, send them over your packages or whatever, but it's key to invite them into a conversation with you. And that you're not going to take advantage of them in that conversation. Right. Our button on my website says working with us begins here. And so it's like, it's not, it's not contact us. It's not tell me. I assume that you don't have the answer because Mm -hmm. that's what I'm here for. Yeah. (laughs) I'm here to help you because you need, you know, you've got this gap in your marketing needs. And so let's, you know, you're you're here because you need some of this. So here's where you start. Here's where you click on this button right here and this is where it starts. And maybe that doesn't end up with us working together. Maybe we have a conversation and that, you know, what for whatever list of reasons that doesn't work out. But if it does, this is where it starts. So yeah, and I've seen a lot of really good ones on attorney sites where it's along the lines of get your answer here. I'm not I'm not phrasing it quite as well as they did. It's Mm -hmm. more along something like we can help, you know, things like that. And but it's in a button kind of format. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's good. Okay. So this is a good transition to the book review. Awesome. (laughs) It is now time for the book review. If you haven't already seen on the website, we've got this great library of books of all the past guests and all of the books that they have reviewed. And they're tied into the topics that we're talking about. So there's so many good options in there, including story brand, which we've had, we've mentioned a couple times and we've had other guests talk about. So you can find if you're looking for something good to to read, go in there and check that out. And Clay, what is the good book that you are going to recommend? Absolutely. Today? The good book, huh? I know. So, I, I heard myself <laughs> say that. I was like, oh, that was interesting. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good The good book, the Bible. No. So <laughs> no, one of the books that, that's been really formative is actually by two authors. They're, they're identical twin brothers, David oh, and Jason wow. Benham. 
And so the Benham brothers, they've got an amazing story of just how they've succeeded and excelled in business. And their background, they were MLB players, both for different teams. They turned into uh, one of those kind of rehab, like rebuild, remodel shows on HGTV. Oh, and yeah. And so, yeah, so great guys. And they... They wrote this book called Expert Ownership, and, and, and it's really about, or sorry, not expert ownership, extreme ownership. So it's really about making sure that your business is not just about money. It's not just about driving profitability. It's not yeah. just about building your business on the backs of all of your workforce. It's about really treating people with respect. It's about challenging business owners to think beyond uh, just what profitability looks like. And in my case, the thing that I took away is the, one of the reasons why I'm in business is I have a desire to get to a point where I'm so successful that I'm giving away a million dollars a month. Oh like that, my gosh. That is, that is kind of the outcome of this. That's and amazing. so, yeah, well, and just, just making sure that your purpose in business is not just money, not just a yeah. paycheck, because yeah. you can go get a paycheck and work for somebody else and have a whole lot less stress. Yes. So the key yeah. is making sure that you're leaving this world with a greater impact. And David and Jason Benham, they've been through a journey where, I mean, I'll let you read the book, but <laughs> it was it, it, it's synonymous with mine. And that's one of the reasons why I've connected with the Benham brothers and why I love each and every one of their books. So that's highly awesome. recommend it. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that's really an important part of business that not a lot of people talk about is there's a great book by Daniel Pink who to drive that's years old oh, yeah. and he talks about these kind of this these three-legged stool of people in general and in life you need autonomy, you need motivation, but you also need to have or mastery I think is the other one, but you also need to have a purpose and you mm -hmm. need to kind of have this whatever it may be and however you want to define that. For a lot of attorneys it may be serving that specific community that you've decided to work with, mm -hmm. but it, without that, everything feels very empty. And so you may be making lots and lots of money or not, or you can be making not as much money, but with that purpose. And now all of a sudden it feels great. So it's, it's one of those really critical parts of just being a human and feeling like your life has meaning and purpose and all of that stuff. And, and we can tie that into this whole topic of video and messaging and everything, because like we said in the beginning, without that story and that explanation of empathy and understanding where your clients are coming from, it's not going to work. So yeah. you're going to come back in the end and say, oh, I just spent a bunch of money on something that didn't work. Mm. Yeah, that's we awesome. We will link happen. to that. Yeah, no, <laughs> not, that's not what this whole episode is all about. <laughs> we'll link to the book, obviously, on the uh, pages of this of this episode, the show notes. So Clay, what's one thing that you know that works? One thing that I know that works, well, I know that when you clarify your message and you put that clear message into a video, then you will drive an increase in conversions and therefore increase your profitability. So yeah. that's, that's one thing that I know that works. So. so one little sub question I thought of earlier, and it just remind I just popped into my yeah. head again before we finalize, but is... When you create these videos and you've got this great message and let's assume you've got some, you know, client testimonials, do you recommend taking that one video and let's say you've got a longer one and you and splitting it up and using the similar content in different platforms or do you really think that you need to kind of create different content for different platforms and audiences? 
Great question. So I think it really just depends on the size organization, your overall budget. If you're kind of a, a an average small business where you've got somewhere between $500,000 in revenue to 1.5, 2.5 million in revenue, then really what I would do is I'd say be economical. Make sure that you're developing content that is applicable to most platforms. So you need a two to three and a half minute video on your website. No one's going to yeah. watch anything longer than that unless you no. give them a reason to. And then you take that video, chop it up, create a 30 second, a 60 second, maybe even a 15 second spot. Make sure that it, those are pushed out through social media, which drive people to engage in a longer video on your website and make sure that they're they're relevant to those platforms. So and when, when I say relevancy, I'm really just talking about about fitting within the platform guidelines. If it's a yeah. video on TikTok or, or TikTok or a Facebook reel, make sure it's a vertical video. And <laughs> when you're talking to a, your videographer or whoever's doing the, the video, just make sure they export a vertical version. Yeah. So things as simple as that will yes. maximize the performance and the overall ROI. So Yeah, I can't tell you the number of times I've seen the wrong format on the different platforms. Oh, it's vertical on YouTube, horizontal on TikTok. And I'm like, really? Come on. It's, it, it's really a bad impression when yeah. you just can't quite, it's those little details that you're not getting quite right. And yeah, it, it's, it, it doesn't seem like it should need to be said, but it does. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and I'll just challenge you, ask your videographer or your marketing agency who's doing those videos, ask them to, to just throw that in. Like yes. it doesn't take much work if they've made a horizontal version of the video to export an, a vertical version. Don't let yes. them take advantage of you by charging extra for it because it takes maybe five minutes to do. No. So yeah. yeah. Well, and depending on what platform, this is the last thing I'll add kind of in the technical finer details of things. But like I use this platform Riverside to create this mm -hmm. podcast and it has this great editing software yeah. where I can export it in all different shapes and sizes. So, and that's the way things are going in the future. So when yeah. you create a piece of content, your software will give you those options. And so it, it shouldn't be like you have to recreate it or you have to totally re-record it in all of those different methods. It's The software yeah. will do that for you. So Clay, what's a one big takeaway you'd like people to get from this episode? Big takeaway, I'd just say, make sure that any marketing strategy that you have incorporates video. If it doesn't, you're gonna be missing out on an amazing opportunity to build trust with your audience. Yes. And that's ultimately gonna drive revenue. And 100% worth the investment. Yep. That ties in, that comes full circle right back to the whole yeah. title of the show. That was Love a perfect it. exit. Clay Vaughn is the CEO and founder of Good Agency, which is such a great, it's such a good name. <laughs> I, I get that all the time. Yeah. Oh, shoot. <laughs> I thought I was being unique. <laughs> Never mind. It's a great name, but thank you so much for being here. That was such a good combination of kind of theory and practicality and a lot of good tips on how to make it work and why it might not be working if you're doing it not quite right. But thanks again for being here. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to this episode of the CouncilCast podcast. Be sure to visit our website at council-cast.com for the resources mentioned on the episode and to give us your feedback. If you enjoyed this episode, I would appreciate if you could rate and review the podcast on Apple and subscribe to your favorite podcast platform. See you on the next one.